Poison Rana. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Poison Rana. You found us on whatever podcast app you are listening to us on, and we are live. Live on YouTube.com slash at Poison Rana pod. Hello, YouTube room. How are you doing? Hello, YouTube room. Hello, anyone listening on whatever podcast app. Hit that subscribe. Hit that like, that RT, all the little things. Go a very long way. Appreciate you hanging out with us. We're recording this. We're live right now. It's Sunday, just after 3 p.m. after the Royal Rumble. I know there's a lot of football, fake sports going on right now. So I I know people are definitely... It's a big weekend for those liking wrestling and football. Because you got a Rumble and you got the, like, you know, the matches setting up for the Super Bowl. What, in like two weeks? Uh, the 11th is yeah, Super Bowl, like that, yeah, so. I believe so. So, so yeah, yeah. got uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs going at it right nice. now, I believe, just about to start. Right. Um, but yeah, it's been an amazing week, hasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely yeah. amazing week in the world of wrestling. Yeah, amazing week is uh, not the, the way I'd describe no. it. But uh, yeah, so we do have a lot to talk about today. Uh, obviously, the... The news of WWE and Netflix and The Rock joining TKO and this and that from earlier in the week was like, wow, that's one of the biggest stories to ever hit WWE. Full stop, in my opinion. That was this week? That was this week, (laughs) brother. That was Monday or something. Whenever that happened. Tuesday, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so like that to me was like, wow, WWE joining Netflix, like in my opinion, pretty big Mm. when it comes to the news of WWE stories in the history. They th- then the WWE news got even bigger, in my opinion, when the story of Vince McMahon really hit the fan. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the biggest stories in wrestling ever. Yeah. I'd say we had the uh, the original Wall Street Journal, uh, you know, kind of uh, article about the NDAs and all that coming out late 2022. I'd like to say, and we all know what happened, Vince resigned and seemed to get a bit of a like a nice farewell you know he had stephanie come out on smackdown or whatever it thank was you, thank you vince all that awful you're then getting the uh reports of the board unanimously saying it's a bad idea for him to come back i think it was around like it was around christmas time wasn't it vince was like i'm coming back you can't do anything about it uh he did come back And we then since had the merger, he said he was completely focused on the sale. But we did have some meddling with the TV product, especially the the Raw after Mania uh, this year, which is his fingerprints were all over. Um, And I think I think most of us who were following the story closely were kind of waiting for something like this to come out. Like we've uh, we've heard a lot of um, different. Uh, like, well, the kind of the spas and the Rita Chatterton thing from uh, from years ago and the uh, just all these NDAs. And I think we were waiting for someone else like this to come out. But, oh boy, I, I wasn't expecting to the extent of this, no. what, 67-page lawsuit that's been filed. Yeah, think about it. Like, when that first stories came out, what, like you said, a few years before, was it a year ago? Was two, it two, two years, two and a bit. Right. And we all kind of were like, well, when's the other shoe going to drop on? Mm-hmm. Like, what other dirt is going to come out? It could be an evergreen statement recording today. Like, what else could come out? 
probably other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm saying this because I've watched wrestling for a long, long time. I've watched WWE TV for a long time. And I just think of the stuff that I've seen him do on screen. Yeah. I could only imagine some of the stuff that what didn't make it to air. It, it's got that very sort of Joey Ryan feel to it, you know? Yeah. Where, like, oh, this guy's gimmick is he lets he's a piece of shit. touch his dick and he's a piece of shit. And, oh. oh, turns out it's not a gimmick. Oh, I thought know? what you were talking about Vince's gimmick. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, also his gimmick, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so we had um, Janelle Grant who filed this lawsuit um, detailing horrific stuff um, containing, you know, uh, sex trafficking, uh, sexual abuse, rape. Um, and uh, it seems that this lawsuit kind of came out because these this NDA, like, hush money stopped coming in, which kind of s- fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, but also there's certain laws that, you know... Um, kind of override NDAs and things like that as well. And okay. I don't I don't know the the ins and outs, but that's what I've been led to believe. So this has all come out. It seems pretty damning. Um pretty damning and pretty gross. Incredibly gross. Um this is more and I, I'm don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that this is good either, but I think there there tends to be a bit of a a grey area when it comes to, you know, relationships between staff and someone as higher power of Vince McMahon. Yeah. And whether it be quote unquote consensual, there's always that thing. And I think that's where it's been difficult in the whole speaking out me too movement is like, well, if you perform a sexual act on me, you'll get a promotion. If you refuse, you might, you know, be out of here. And I'm not saying it's going to be in crystal clear language like that, but the implication is always there. And that's where it gets very muddy when you're talking about what is consensual and what isn't and abusing positions of power. Like, that is what all this kind of seemed to me until this came out. Um, and it's far, far beyond that. Like, it's it's out and out rape. There's, you know accusations of um defecating on her head defecating on her head screaming no and being replied with no means yes that is rape that is absolutely not consent um and you think this the nda for this was what one point something million we have ndas for seven million if this if this is worth one million to vince to keep quiet what the fuck is worth seven million yeah and you know, like, I think it's the fact uh, Vince is, I'm kind of all over the place here, but Vince is, you know, um, strongly denying these allegations. Where was this same energy for Johnny Ace a year or so ago, who is implicated in all of this with Vince? It seems like a tandem fucking thing. Right. Like, no, no, we stand by Johnny. This is not true. It's you can get the fuck out of here immediately. Wow. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, I I don't think, uh, obviously there's, uh, this needs to go, what is it? It's a civil trial. Like, this isn't, like, criminal. I, I don't know how the fucking law works, but um, it looks like where it stands right now, it, he wouldn't go to prison no. over this. It would be, a like, a, a money thing. But, I mean, I, 
I really hope more comes out and like this man like justice is done against him because it's disgusting um and you see those texts and things like I I find it very hard to believe his denial on all of this I I I I find it very hard as well. Again, just thinking of off the top of my head stuff he has done on screen for wrestling. Yeah. As a kid watching this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's stuff he chose to do on screen with Divas, Candice Michelle, Trish Stratus. Like, there's stuff on screen that right away you're like, okay, hold on. Like, people thought it was kind of weird then. And the 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 whole entry in this Wall Street Journal and and everywhere like other places picking it up like one of the craziest New York Post headlines in years Vince McMahon assaulted ex employee with sex toys named after WWE wrestlers defecated on her head during threesome during a threesome bombshell suit that was all over the internet the other day from New York Post and people were like wait what's going on with Vince McMahon and yeah. WWE this was story was picked up everywhere over the past few days. And right, like rightfully so, like he he's a huge part of the like empire of WWE. And you know, since the story came out and his 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 denial, and then him being gone now, completely gone. Right, he resigned. Yeah, he can't come back. Like he's gone. Like I'm sure he still has what some. He's got shares. He's got shares. But, like, right? you and I can have shares. Right, yeah. You know, and he's rich and he's got, like, there's nothing really stopping that from what I know. But, yeah, he's got no power. He's been, he's off the board. You're, he's, you're, you're out, Norman. His position. And because he, he doesn't have the, that level of percentage in the company that he did before, he can't come back. Right. And this board are not going to let him back yeah. by any means. It's, and it, we've seen the distancing as well over, you know, the last year or so, like we saw as soon as Vince came back, Stephanie left. That is very eye-opening. Right. Your own daughter is clearly doesn't want you there. You see, um, you know, like you see the Ari Emanuel kind of in, in some interviews recently has kind of downplayed Vince's role quite a lot and even brought up that he's a, a risk factor and some people are saying, well, that could be age or whatever. But we know the these rumblings have been going around as yeah. well. Yeah. Pretty 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 damning. It's you know, you're gonna have the people obviously out there, I see, because I see on on online of people like, well, you know, it's just it's innocent until yeah. proven guilty. Yeah, exactly. It's like I mean, of of all different people and, and things and accusations and stuff, like this one is I don't know. It's, I mean, text messages aren't necessarily a smoking gun here, but like it is pretty damning. And I mean, Vince McMahon being what, like 80 something, right? He's, yeah. He texts with the letter U as in like you. Oh, he texts like a a maniac a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. What a goof. Yeah. This is this is like the biggest story in WWE history. Like this guy, A, finally being gone from WWE. Uh, but look at all the damaging it, things it's going to do for WWE. We saw in the last few days, Slim Jim pull out, Vince leaves, Slim Jim's back in. Mm. Like that clearly was like, as soon as it affected the money, no, 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 no. That things need to change right away. What's what's interesting, and I'm, I'm already seeing some people in our chat, shout out some peeps in the chat, but like what some of the things in this, in this post is like 
did people know? Did people yeah. try to cover this up for him? Did people truly try to distance themselves? Certain people aren't named, but of course, detectives are, you know, in the internet wrestling community are kind of putting the pieces together and, and we still are like, well, there's still a bit of a, we're the jury here of like, who, who knew, who knew what, who knew this and, and so forth. And we're recording this the day after the Royal Rumble and the Royal Rumble press conference. I would say, Triple H did not do a good job in of handling Horrendous. some of the questions that were thrown his way. You had to know going into this that you were going to be bombarded with questions because it didn't matter what happened at all in the Royal Rumble, whether it was a success or not. You just knew that was what people wanted to know and wanted to talk to him about. Yeah, I, I was, I was shocked. I thought because he went off on for about. 10 minutes or so at the beginning when he came out yeah. talking about a bunch of different things, talking about how it's great to be back here. Like we have kind of negative memories here because it was Thunderdome and all that to come back with it being alive and sold out and all, you know, okay, okay. I think he knew these questions were going to come up. Like, and you know, a Brandon Thurston and a John Alba and, and sorry, I, I can't off the top of my head remember the other reporter who asked. Uh, DDP. Yeah, not DDP. Um, but you know they're going to ask these questions. He must have been prepared knowing someone's going to ask these things. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't come out right at the top and was like, uh, you're all aware of the lawsuit that's been filed this week. It's something we as a company take incredibly seriously. We are learning, like use the Cody line, we're learning about this as you learn about it. But appreciate from a legal standpoint, uh, legal standpoint, we can't comment on these issues. Right. And then you might still have someone ans- ask a question, but to come out, you know, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, didn't read, I didn't read it. it. I was too busy. Book in the rumble. Stuff. Sorry. Like, come on. I mean, you might want to read it because uh, some people are saying you're mentioned in it. <laughs> surely it's part of your fucking job to. I thought that you, look. I, I I have really come around to respect and and like really appreciate Me Triple too. H in the world of wrestling and what he's done in the last little while and what he's continuing to do. I d- did not think this was a good look for him. No, I thought this was this was very bad. And uh, this is only happening last night. And people today are picking up news outlets are reporting like, "Hey, did you see Triple H was the first one to really be thrown." into mm. like hey there's gonna be people asking questions and he did not pass the test however he managed to get a dig in at tony khan forbidden door and dig? forbidden door for whatever <laughs> reason when he came across the most tony khan like since ever yeah maybe in my normally opinion. normally he's very good he's usually the things. really and, good you know you're prepared you know you're gonna be asked these questions and i i just thought like in in like s- seconds I feel I could have come up with a better way to essentially no comment on the on these issues. You know, I like, kept I, I I kept thinking like, really? That's how you are answering these things? Like you said, you didn't even read it. Like, is it because it's behind a paywall? Is that why? Like, what I, are you talking I don't about? Know. Like, I just I just didn't understand well, that at all. It's the company being sued as well. No, I, so I, it, it's he'd have like he's got access to this. Um, I, I, I wonder, I mean, it's all speculation, obviously. I do believe 
the the dates that Miss Grant are stating are during his time when he was ill. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, but you know what? What's also absolutely disgusting is throughout a lot of this time. Well, all all of the time with uh, that this lawsuit mentions, but certainly during previous times, your head of talent relations was John Laurinaitis. So the guy that you go to if you have a concern with, you know, your safety in the workplace or whatever is the guy who's fucking yeah. raping women in this company. Yeah. You know, like, that's disgusting. Um, you definitely... Ronda Rousey, who I... She's certainly not someone I usually agree with. But putting it out there that, you know... This goes deeper, and like Bruce Pritchard is essentially a uh, an avatar for Vince in that company, and right. has been his right right hand man for a long, long time. You just listen to his podcast, and you hear like he talks about like how close he is with Vince and things. You got to think he fucking knows. And in this lawsuit, like saying quite freely, showing pictures to staff to the boys like, oh look what i did yeah. yeah like all this can't as one of my least I, I it makes it just boils my blood yeah as as i'm a guy mm. and i i cannot stand when guys do that kind of thing yeah and you know what guys do that kind of thing it's very gross i can we're we're i, I might say we're respectable men but when like do people do that shit it, it just drives me crazy yeah. i think that is so gross and disgusting and we're in our early 30s. Kids these days who get phones when they're like 15, 13, they do some fuck it yeah. up, fucked up shit. And it's like, yeah, again, dude texts like a teenager, acts like a teenager. Those texts like, oh, hanging out with the texts, showing the boys this and that. It's like, what in the fuck? Like, it's also like, I'm sure there's the defenders out there being like, well, they could be faked. Like, this is going to go through like a legal yeah. proceeding. Yeah. It'll be make clear very quickly yeah. if like you just they contact the phone companies you see Absolutely. times and dates and all of that yeah like, this 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 is very easy it's not like oh they're they're doctored yeah. photoshops like no 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 they're, it's gonna be in a court and, that room where they show the proof that this is from him and those like texts are like aggressive enough um i also think back to uh reading um jim ross's latest book and the whole thing there shows how, like, what I took from it is he was in an abusive relationship with Vince McMahon. Right. You know, it, it read completely like that. You think about the uh, the stuff like when he had, uh, was it uh, colon surgery, something pretty serious, yeah. he was out, and Vince texts him like, Turn on watch, the TV. watch Raw tonight, we've got something special yeah. for you. And they're they're making fun of him, like getting probed up the arse, yeah, and stuff yeah, like I that. that. And like, unfortunately, a lot of abusive relationships, he keeps going back to the abuser. Yeah. You know how many times he's been fired, moved off of commentary to a different role, moved back to commentary, and all that, just being fucked with. And he said a lot of the time, like, uh, "Look, I just." I just do my job. I do what my boss tells me to do. And I think to the dark side of the ring where he's, um, he's brought up about Ric Flair and he seemed ashamed. Like I took from that 
you know, and he's someone else where I'm not saying he, um, I'm not saying he's involved in any of these crimes and they are crimes, but I think it's clear that he's someone who Vince had very, a lot of control over as well and had him under his thumb. And again, he was the head of talent relations who is probably dealing with a lot of these people that Vince is fucking around. Like I've heard JR talk about having phone calls with China, just sobbing down the phone to him and things like that. And it, you know, like it, it spreads further. And I think there is obviously the victims here are the ones we've got to be, uh, focusing on the most and there is something about you, you see it in the in the this document about how she was terrified about speaking because he was like i'll ruin your life like i'm way more powerful than you and and i think that that spreads he has his control on his bruce pritchard's probably his jim ross's and etc and it's it the like it goes so deep and i think this is certainly isn't the going to be the only show we're talking about this stuff because i think more and more is going to come out i do think more and more will come out i do think this is something that's not just happening in the world of wrestling like the world is so interested in the jeffrey epstein case he, he's yeah. he's been dead yeah and people are still trying to unravel and his list and all of this and all that mm. something else i've been following personally i i used to really like p diddy mm. that is a huge thing where allegations came out kind of similar oh I'll just pay you to go away. Mm. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're just, it's okay to listen to his music again. Cause we'll just forget about all the things because mm. he pays people off. And oddly enough, uh, Vincent, Vincent Diddy have a lot of photos together. Actually, the internet has, uh, re- recently kind of put together that like, huh, turns out they, they hung out a lot at charity events mm. of all places. So, um, I mean, it's got the real sort of, Harvey Weinstein vibe as well where Harvey Weinstein was someone where uh, you know was these jokes you watch like old episodes of Family Guy and there's Harvey Weinstein yeah, on the Oscars um, jokes have been made about him in I'm thinking of Entourage there's a character based on him doing the kind of shit that you know he's I think still in prison right yeah for um it's kind of open secrets. Kevin Spacey, okay, he was found not guilty. Mm. Um, I worked in the acting world in London with a lot of people who know Kevin Spacey. I'm just going to say I don't think that man's innocent at all from things I know. Um, but it's the same thing. This shit was talked about years before things came out. And it's the same with Vince. Yeah. Like how long you go... You go back to the 80s, there's these stories about him. And I think, thankfully, we live uh, in a world where people are starting to listen more and people are starting to take this shit seriously. And we do, unfortunately, still live in a world where, you know, uh, rich men get away with shit. Like, hasn't Trump just, he's just got to pay like 80 million or whatever? There's another one. For another there, thing, yeah. and he's probably going to be the next president again. Like, if we live in a fucked up world, but you've yeah. got to keep, like, these journalists keep on having to ask these questions. Um, hopefully, someone like Janelle Grant speaking up gives other people the courage to. You see Maria Canellis in full support in a tweet she put out. She's been in that company quite a bit. I, you just know she's seen some shit, and she knows some shit. 
you just know. Yeah. Like, just think she was in around a weird time. Diva Search, right? Like, 2000s. Ashley Massaro. Ashley Massaro. Right? Yeah. Like, dude, like, there's probably a lot of stuff that might not ever see the light of day that people just know deep down and they got to hold on to. And it's unfortunate. Like, there's there's probably so much more stuff that's out there. And as the Ring re- Boy scandal, the the mysterious briefcase in the Jimmy Snooker right. story. Like, there's so this, much. This, this guy, Vince McMahon, is so powerful when it came to wrestling. Like, yeah, that's definitely a big issue that we're seeing, not just in wrestling. Like, men who have this crazy power that's like, no one can touch me because I'm your boss and their boss too and this person's and boss. And since, what, 2001? through to four years ago, five years ago, whenever AEW's inception was. like You had to go through WWE. Al- like almost 20 years, it was the only game in town. Yeah. Like if you want to roll in this industry, you like it's you WWE. It. Yeah. Like the indies are great. We love going to the indies. You're not going to be having the life uh, unless you're like, you know, the likes of the Young Bucks, etc. It's a very small percentage of people who can make like a really comfortable living on the indies like you could in a WWE. Yeah, it's it's very damning. You you know, a lot of fans are jumping to kind of being like, yeah, we kind of saw that coming mm. with a lot of the stuff that was, you know, we were somewhat warned that there's stuff coming from the Wall Street Journal before. So, I think I I also think of the the timing of Jerry McDivitt retiring last year Hmm. you know similar time as this sort of stuff was coming out and i mean i mean he's an old guy and deserves his retirement or whatever but how much is like you you know there was this investigation and that the this investigative committee or whatever it was knew more than we knew last year right um yeah what's this committee huh? right so uh what point did Jerry McDivitt be like, hey, I can't help you on this one, Vince? You know? Right. Him dipping. Like, there's there's all these little things. Kevin Dunn leaving a few weeks ago. And- the, the thing is, uh, what's this whole committee? I, I think a few people, not a few people, anyone who's read it's this. Brian Danielson, isn't it? I mean, any, anyone who's read this or read anything covering this this article and this lawsuit is... Like the the there was an investigation done and mm. then like nothing came about from it and that has people like a little suspicious of certain people and like what was done and who did what and why wasn't you know certain people asked about this or you know there's a lot there that people won't just let slide in part of this lawsuit as well exactly yeah. so it's like that is part of it just as much. Just as much as Vince McMahon saying, oh, hey, you, you can hang out with blank because, you know, I want you to do stuff for me with him. And then text messages with blank kind of saying like, oh, that's your turf. But, you know, you know, whatever. And then requests of some pretty gross things inclu- like back and forth, which, again, the Internet is assuming that this blank that they're talking about, I think people are under the assumption that it's Brock Lesnar. I mean, there's there's no one else it really can be. Like people Unless are, it's Cain Velasquez and the timing doesn't work out. Like, there's only been two UFC heavyweight champions in the past right. 10 years or whatever in yeah. WWE. So, 
it's Brock and he was meant to be in the Rumble yesterday and Brock turned into Bron Breaker. Uh, yeah. For, for the better, I think. But um, yeah, I do like, I think there needs to be some big changes. I think we are going to see some of the old guard going. The one thing I, I wonder with that is say someone like a, a Bruce Pritchard we come to terms with his release or whatever in the next week. Could that be seen as like who, like his name hasn't been mentioned in anything, you know, could that be, you know, defamation of character or something like that? You know, the timing of it, people would assume, Oh, you've been released just after this. You must've done this stuff as well, which, um, so I think it could get a bit messy when it comes to that. But, I mean, it it could be a whole, like, complete sweep out of. We'll see. Of this many could be people. a start of a whole. I, like, this isn't going to stop. Changes. I don't think. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Do you have anything else you want to? It's it's not stuff we usually like to to talk about. Obviously, like we're we're not like journalist reporters and stuff. And obviously, if you're listening to us, I would recommend checking out John Pollock and Brandon Thurston doing a, a great show. Who with, are journalists? Yeah, yeah, and and had Meltzer on this week as well. And like I would I would say go check that out if you haven't already. Most people who listen to us definitely listen to Post and and, and that. So definitely check that out. But yeah, like looking at this is just again uh, is like. Do I do I like jump to support Vince McMahon in this? Absolutely not. I'm like right away, like yeah, this is one to me, kind of, kind of really damning that I'm like yeah, I I don't want you involved with this anymore. And going forward, like let's clean up WWE and make it like a good place. Triple H, uh, I'm 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 sorry to rag on Triple H again, but like I didn't think he did a good job covering this because he could have said certain things by saying no comment and all this. But instead he's like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it, but this is pretty much like the new Attitude Era. This is like, they're going to be the greatest era ever. It's like, well, you're not starting it off I, very I good. I think there were some really poor choices of words. To double down on it's been an amazing week. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you know there's this, like, not even a dark cloud, a fucking thunderstorm yeah. over this company's heads right now. Right. And to just say it's been an amazing week, like, as I said, if he started things off, like, there's things come out, we're looking into it, we take it incredibly yeah. seriously, but for legal reasons, we can't talk about that, and tonight, I want to focus on exactly uh, our huge deal with Netflix, our this sold-out event, and the incredible work our talent just put on for you. Okay. He didn't say that. He, he didn't. He was like, wow, what a, what a fucking great week, guys. Yeah. Best week in this, the history of this company. It's like, guy. Uh, Paul, you know, there's been some uh, lawsuits. Have you read it? No. I don't read stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, we sold out and really happy. Like, it was very Tony Khan. Like, hey, Tony Khan, what's going on with CM Punk? Uh, I don't know, but Rampage tonight. <laughs> yeah, he, he might as well have been like, yeah, but on main event this week. <laughs> yeah. like, we got- it's like, wait a second. People want to know just a little bit more. I, I really think he could have steered the ship a bit better that way. But, you know, to... I'm sure it's a hard thing to do. I'm sure he was sweating thinking about this since it came out. Like, oh, fuck, I got to do this mm. thing. You, you know right away people were going to ask questions at this thing. Like, you guys started doing these pressers. They didn't always do these things. And, like, I'll say, the, 
the tiniest bit of credit I'll give is they didn't cancel this yeah. and he did go out there. Uh, and I want to give Cody Rhodes the credit. Yeah. Of, in that presser. He knows how to completely handle Completely proving why this guy yeah. is and should be the guy. And he was, he was saying as well, like, I am the guy. I'm the guy to go with. I yeah. am this generation's right. top guy. Go with me. But the way he answered that question with not really adding anything to it, but, you know, not pretending they live in this bubble where they don't know anything that's going on outside. And uh, I, I thought he handled it really well. And, and to me, like, my respect for him grew as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he handled that well. And I actually thought I had quite a fun press conference as well, bringing up the, the memes and yeah. and things about him. But but yeah, uh, we're, there'll be more to come, I'm sure, of the Vince McMahon saga. Not in WWE. There, there won't be any relation to him. They took his profile off the website down. I'm pretty sure he's not in the opening graphic, mm. like, even if he was. But, like, like they're, they're, they're moving away. They're, yeah. they're giving him the, like, treatment, you know what I mean? That treatment, where it's like, no, we're just pretending that you were never you here. Exist. And like, yeah, it, it's it's such a big thing because I saw it everywhere. Like yeah. everyone was talking about it, and and then the story would end with, oh, and WWE has the Royal Rumble tomorrow, and WWE is probably like, fuck, man. Yeah. So I understand they're in a you know tough pickle. And but credit fine. to the journalists that asked the question. Uh, shame on you cowards that didn't. Oh. Uh, I'm going to ask something a little nicer. Go fuck yourself. Like, how did you feel when the, yeah, like, learn to tell her, ask a fucking question. I mean, how did you feel when your event sold out? How did you feel when Cody won the Royal Rumble? How did you, that's, they're not journalistic questions. Yeah. And to go, oh, I want to ask something a bit nicer. Let's move away from the rape. Let's ask about, you know, Jade Cargill debuting. Like, Grow Look, the I, I understand. Like, there's there's people who want this shit. They still want the positives of all this stuff. As Triple H said, I've got to focus on the positive. It's like, yeah, but there's a bunch of negatives. We got to get out of the way first, and he didn't even do that. So it was tough. Uh, we'll hear we'll hear more of this saga, I'm sure. Yeah. But I I am happy that Vince is completely gone from WWE. What what trickles out of this? Referring to some people of power in WWE talent you know people behind the scenes who knows of what the fuck could come out from the time vince mcmahon like this netflix documentary that's supposed to be dropping soon are they just putting a fucking pause on that like sorry we need to edit the ending now are they gonna zero dark 30 or lance armstrong it where do you know what happened with them they put it out it right. zero dark 30 they were making the film and then whilst filming uh osama bin laden was killed so they're like ah we've got to kind of shoot yeah. a different ending Fix, here yeah exactly lance armstrong they were making a documentary yeah. on this great cyclist who you know overcame cancer sold a lot of wristbands and sold wristbands and won the uh tour de france x amount of times and then this came out and like ah we got to kind of change that yeah i i think so and i i dark side of the ring vince mcmahon we like, already got the vice doc no disrespect to chris adams but we should maybe like wipe the, the slate of next season and focus on yeah the real dark side of the ring yeah this is uh this is the biggest wwe related story just because it's like this guy owned wwe this was his thing he made wrestling as big and you know Ever WrestleMania, all that stuff is because of this guy, but he abused that power and used that money wrong and owes people money and NDAs and 
defecating on people's heads, allegedly. So, like, what the fuck, mm. man? Just crazy. And just to reiterate, we've, we've got a really good turnout in the room today, so thank you for joining us. I know there's a, a big, big football game on, so we weren't really expecting anyone to join us yeah. live, so thank you. But, yeah, just to reiterate, if you are new to us or whatever, we are not journalists we're just two idiots <laughs> hey i went to i went to the school for broadcasting you know <laughs> you get paid for it yeah, for journalism. Exactly. yeah uh we're not journalists all of this is our opinion on current events and which, stuff that's happening which also like which is good i i i would like to hear i look for other people's opinions on this stuff to like think and you know when i sometimes post my opinions on social media People reply theirs, and sometimes we don't agree. And, you know, that's just like... Oh, uh, they let you know as well. Oh, yeah, I love it. At the Bray D on Twitter, <laughs> if you uh, disagree. Like, the people who are like, well, you didn't say all this when it came to the Chris Jericho stuff from a few weeks ago. I mean, that's also not great stuff that's coming out, but completely different. You know, it's it's a lot different, really. With This is a lawsuit in the Wall Street Journal, and people want to compare it to... A heart emoji or something, right? Like, it's it's different, but it's also wrestling. Maybe in the next 10 years, wrestling will be completely changed over and we'll have all good people running it, just like Hollywood. Hollywood will just be nice people running it, no bad things ever going on. The world will just be a really happy place. But unfortunately, I don't think that's ever the case in anything. No. And man, uh, it's it's hard. We do we're the we're the happy go lucky guys who watch wrestling and talk about it and goof off. And then it just seems we're getting hit with fucking real stories. That's like, well, we can't not talk about it because it's like all that's I, people want to talk about. So yeah, so we're not journalists, but we're not. Um, well, shall we focus on the positives? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tropicana Field sold out. Largest yeah. gate non-WrestleMania ever in the history. Screw you, Vince McMahon, says Triple H. Well, he didn't say that. But uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's our there's our opening bit on uh, on what's going on with Vince. But um, little precursor, go to poisonronda.ca for all the links of stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. We uh, do our shows on Tuesday nights covering WWE NXT. We'll be back this Tuesday. We're back next Sunday for Vengeance Day. We'll be, we're not leaving or anything. I'm just letting you know some of the housekeepings here because uh, next Sunday, we're not going live during the day, but we'll be going live after Vengeance Day mm-hmm. over on the post wrestling feed. So join us there for our Vengeance Day post show uh, as well. Um, and then we, we just did a Rumble party. Last night, I want to say thanks to anyone listening who showed up, even showed up in spirit there. Super appreciate it. We had the bar rocking as we always do here in the six, and we had some rumble pools. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, yeah, let's let's switch gears and talk about some positives and some fun that we had. We we had our, you had your drink menu, the rumble yep. drink menu, um, which I, I noticed some people were buying the the different drinks. I know our friend Sam was enjoying the Viper Martini. Mm-hmm. Looked very fancy. Very I nice. don't think he actually liked that one. Oh, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, he was just I think like the being nice. Ron is still the the, the best. Hit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we we had rumble games and pools and stuff and. Uh, we had a $5 per number for women's, a $5 per number for men's, and then $10 per number for each of the women's and men's again. So we had four Rumble Pools going. Word of advice, if you're ever running one of these events and uh, you don't, you've only got a small window of time yeah. to set up, get everyone in, get money and names for Rumble Pools, 
maybe just run one per, per event. We did it. We got yeah, through it yeah. and we filled those boards. But fuck, I was sweating. Yeah. When we were planning this, I was like, okay, we'll do one for the men's, one for the women's. You're like, how about two for each? I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's just going to be a little difficult. You're like, yeah. The way, up, the way in my head going through it is I think there are, there are people who want to throw their money down. Yes. And I'm not going to ask for like 20 buck pools or whatever, but yeah. I, th- I think there are other people that want to play, but don't necessarily want to spend that yeah. amount of money. It's fun to play so with 10 bucks. I wanted to do something to get, ev- try to get as many people involved as yeah. possible. And we did get through it. It was just uh, quite stressful, but I mean, so, so you, you made up like pretty much like a, a like bingo board, if you will. Like yeah. the way, the way you set it up, I think was amazing. I just don't think people understood it. Yeah. Because, like, I had to keep explaining to people, like, yeah, but if you get this, you get this. And they're like, but wait, how do I win the money? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't know what else I can do. I know. Every, I don't know. Everyone has. <laughs> oh, boy. I, we do these events. We'll get into the actual rumble at some point, guys. Yeah. We're going to be here for hours today. <laughs> uh, but we run these events and we have a website for the event. I'm pretty sure everyone in 2024 is familiar with how a website works. It has the description of the event and everything that's going on right. on the website. You then buy a ticket. When you buy a ticket, you automatically get sent an email. And on both the website and the email, it says, please do not come before seven o'clock because we're a busy bar. We've got theater opposite. The bar will be full and we won't be able to seat you. But if you come at seven. If you come at seven, yeah. you'll be fine. Obviously, people are walking in at six. And the table's not ready, all of that. Okay. I then sent out uh, another email. I sent out like four reminders. I sent out another email about the Rumble Pool, explaining all the rules. If you want to get your entry in early, you can PayPal or e-transfer will get you in. And then we set up a barcode on the thing that you scan it and has all the instructions and rules for the Rumble Pool. Does anyone fucking read it? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> and so that made things more difficult as well. Yeah. Uh, but we did get through it. And yeah, it's, I thought, yeah, it's fun to just do winner takes all. But as I said, we do these events. It's nice to get everyone involved. We, we get donated prizes and yeah. things. We didn't do a raffle this time. This kind of took, made place of it. And we do prizes for like, you know, some of the, the shittier ones. You come out and you get eliminated first in the rumble. Oh, that's a shame. Here's a little toy. He's a Funko Pop. Yeah, and yeah. things like that. We had some. We had some great prizes that not only did we like buy, but then like donated to from different friends. Shout out Pure Fandom as well as always. Toronto Collective who came through. Destiny Wrestling yep. g- gave some meet and greets and tickets for Mustafa Ali for their next show here. Like some really great stuff. Really cool we, have, we we are really like proud of creating a community because it just wasn't ex- existing here at least yeah. since post-pandemic here in toronto so we were like fuck it if we're having parties at our house of wrestling events like there's no reason we can't do this at the at the bars and let people have fun just as much so like creating wrestling drinks and playing the music doing games whether it's raffles but r- the rumble everyone like wants to you know, do the pools and stuff like mm-hmm. I, i'm someone i don't really care about sports these days and i don't gamble on sports that much for me, this is the only time I know I'm like, damn it. I gamble on like UFC and the Rumble, really. Mm-hmm. So like, this is it for me. Like, and what was so funny is like, yeah, you made it like different prizes allocated to like different things. So like, if someone got, 
I think I got Chelsea Green for one of the mm. one of the pools, and then like you're like, oh, technically you won this, and I was like, yeah, okay, well, whoever Becky Lynch eliminates first wins something. Yeah, she eliminated Chelsea Green. Yeah, first. so like someone won. I, I think I gave it away. So someone won like something because they got that right. So it was like different things adding up, and we had some lucha masks. And ends then, up you have a one in four chance of winning something rather than a one yeah, in thirty. Whether know? it was a figure, a Funko Pop, a wrestling mask, or like money, like there's so many people walked out with gifts and and prizes and stuff so it was like worthwhile but uh for the the big pot for the ten dollar women's rumble you won (laughs) i I, yeah i did and And everyone was like that's suspicious honestly i i don't know how to fix it yeah and you can't fix it you can't fix it and I wouldn't have the time to fix it with how I'm running around. Right, right. But I did draw number three, which was Bailey, right. and I was pretty confident Bailey was going to win the rumble yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, so won two hundred bucks, but she was also the Iron Woman, <laughs> so won another prize for that, oh which God. I donated away. Um, but I think, I think now uh, I'm going to be when I'm entering my own competitions, I'm going to enter. On behalf of my friend, Davina. <laughs> Just change your and name. And I think you're going to enter on behalf of your friend, Brandy, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So you won the, the women's rumble pool and people were like, what the fuck's going on here? So the fix is in. So by the men's, when we were going through, what we did, we had, you had giant boards and we had our friends uh, kind of writing the, the names of the wrestlers to allocate the numbers and stuff. And we did pools and draws and stuff. But then our, one of our friends sitting at our booth won the men's pool yeah. <laughs> so people were like what's going on here but other other big part uh, other parts of the pools other people won but he did win like a, a bit of cash as well so people were like what's going on over there with these, yeah. these guys and he was just like afterwards like spending it so it's yeah. like i swear the fix wasn't in but uh yeah thanks to anyone uh, who showed up in, in in spirit again like i said but we had a fun time just want to get off my chest as well word of advice if you ever uh happen to manage to get into an event for free uh and your name's not on a list and you get in for free maybe learn the names of the people running the event and be respectful to them uh maybe be respectful to the person on the door maybe be respectful to the staff working and yeah basically don't be a dick (laughs) don't Um, be a dick or you'll never come to our events again (laughs) um not that anything happened last night but that's just something i wanted to it's get it's, off my chest. it's tough trying to you know trying to please so many people whether it's like someone's like oh i didn't get in the pool you didn't uh, get me in on time or hey the the sound isn't loud enough in this corner or hey actually i'm sitting close to a speaker it's really loud here when someone else is like i need you to turn it up and uh, hey i know you don't work here but can i have some ketchup hey can i have <laughs> can you clear this and it's like no uh no so yeah it is it is tough to uh run these things and uh uh like you were you were definitely running around like trying to please people and you you know the bar because like you you know the layout and stuff but when people were asking me like stuff about like the bar and like ordering stuff i'm like i'm trying my best because i come here often but like no i i can't help you it's (laughs) hard yeah it's hard or like i want to see you the uh can i sit here and stuff um but but we do this strictly to again build a community and yeah. have fun and and you know what m- majority of the people 99% of the people were telling us oh, last night like thank you for doing majority this majority of everyone was, I think people are grateful uh, to um, 
to have somewhere to watch it because yeah. there really isn't many places at all. I think no. there's only one other place in the in the whole city that, that does it. this. And I know a lot of comments are like, I really appreciate how you guys get everyone involved and and make it a good atmosphere. And obviously, there's always going to be issues. Like there's there's always something going to be go wrong or whatever. And I think mo- majority of people uh, like appreciate that um we had, we had a lot of people who who now started coming to a few of them we always get new ones we had we were completely sold out but then like last minute we were like okay we have like a few extra spots online and this guy uh we had like two people that didn't check in so we we're like oh i guess they just didn't show up and they had bought tickets like as the show was going on mm. and then came during the beginning of the men's rumble and, and i'm like oh you are like on the list i'm like you're a little late like we gave away your seats because you weren't here he's like yeah we'll stand or whatever and this and that and he's like, I live around the corner and I walked by your last event and it was like, what the hell? And I tried to come in, but he, he was too, it was too packed. So he's like, I wanted to, to make sure I, I made it this time. I'm like, yeah, but well, you made it late. He's like, we were watching upstairs and then we decided to come down and then they were like ordering the drinks and stuff. And it's like, he's like, I just, no, we didn't know other people watched this stuff. <laughs> we watch this alone all the time. And now like, you're telling me like, a hundred more people watch this every... I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we do this a lot. And they're like, oh, my God, like, wow, wrestling isn't that, you know, niche or obscure. I don't have to feel ashamed that, like, mm. other people watch this. I'm like, yeah, I mean, we're watching a show that's like a stadium, 50,000 people, like, you know, you know yeah. maybe it's not so bad after all. But, yeah, uh, super great to to do these things. And I thought something that was quite interesting is this was a Royal Rumble event, WWE mm. event that we were showing we were promoting like, hey, is anyone here interested? We had a mic and stuff. Yeah. Is anyone interested in, in coming back for AEW Revolution? We're thinking of doing a, a Sting retirement party. Crickets. Yeah. No one seemed interested. Not one person. I got a lot of, eh, it's not really my thing. Don't really watch that. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. Very few people were like, oh, yeah, I'd go to that. So I was like, oh. Okay, so there's a bit of a, a of a like difference in in fans, I'd say. Yeah, uh, I think from that, like we've still got quite a bit of time. Um, it's the bar is allowing us to do it if we want to do it, uh, but if the interest isn't there, uh, we're, we're not basically. Yeah, yeah. So we we didn't have any bites. AEW in the mud, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, let us know if you are a listener and you're in the area and it is something you're interested in. Uh, we could run it, but I think, I think after the response yesterday, we'll probably just stick to WWE events because yeah. there definitely is a uh, a buzz with that at the moment, and definitely is demand. Like we were turning away so many people at we, the door for yeah, this event. Whether it was online DMs from our social medias, emails, walk-ins, or calls from the bar, I think we've maybe have turned away like a hundred people. Mm. I, I feel like we have. We we had the bar completely capacity all night from the beginning to end. So like, yeah, the the wrestling bump is people are interested in it again. And whereas even last year it was like, oh, wrestling's getting good again. Now it's like people really seem to get it. Maybe in WWE, but mm. maybe not so much AEW. But yeah, uh, we had a lot of people. And it was a huge success. So thank you everyone, uh, and uh, we'll we'll be doing some more. And anyone going to WrestleMania in Philly, we're not doing a an event per se, but we are doing a bit of a hangout, so follow the spaces uh, going forward. I'm very upset because, obviously, we're planning on going to NXT for WrestleMania weekend, 
the one indie show that I'm like, I need to go to is Kaiju Big Battle. And they announced their show at 12 noon on the Saturday going head to head with NXT. I'm like, guys, like, I want to support you. I want to go to that show. But you're telling, you're forcing a lot of people to choose that over like the actual WWE programming. That is a bad call, in my opinion. And also, it's like 30 minutes away because it's in New Jersey. Why did they do that? Well, uh, a lot of it, I believe, isn't it because of the sports commission? Oh, so there's like right. for these indie yeah, shows, the like it, match it costs a lot and deathmatch yeah. and all that. So and New Jersey isn't too far. Right. So I think when they announced Philly, a lot of people were expecting that to be the yeah. case. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be at NXT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I you, I really I need it's it's bucket. I want to do it. It sounds so much fun. And also like it's at noon when people are like. It's, it's kaiju big battles like monsters versus it's like you want to be a little you know have a few in the back it's yeah. noon i don't think i'm waking up and getting that lit to watch that stuff yeah. so uh, i do love and support kaiju big battle i want to go one day but i think it was a a rare l on their picking there's it must be i tough. mean like there's every single company pretty much are running stuff and it's it's such a fight like you see the the programs of these there's like what like 10 11 a.m breakfast shows like pile drivers and pancakes and stuff yeah. like that um all these convention centers and whatever that are airing these things showing these things yeah it's the whole day you know like right in the morning right through to midnight gone midnight yeah and it's it's just the luck of the draw really what you're paying where you are the time available unfortunately yeah um, but but yeah I, i'm i'm still uh, super excited about the weekend i'm just pretty bummed about that but of course. I, I do think uh, NXT will be still pretty damn good so yeah um, shall we get into the actual Rumble pay-per-view we're almost an hour into the show wow yeah I uh, guess we can talk about the Royal Rumble from last night um, what did you uh, I'm going to be honest there's some of this I was a bit more focused than others we we are like running an event and stuff um, I, I might talk a bit like Broadly, okay. Um, I there's something about the rumbles where I think for a lot of people the surprises and the like nostalgic entrances and all that kind of stuff is a big part of it. The problem is now is you've got an incredibly full talented roster, so it's it's we've seen it the last couple of years. There's only so many slots you can really sacrifice for that and i thought having you know andrade uh make his debut his re-debut back in wwe i thought that was great uh the the pat mcafee thing was fun but you do i do also be like man it would have been nice to have had you know steve blackman steve blackman the hurricane or whatever those like silly little things always make it a bit more fun and i thought both raw rumbles had their lulls where you really felt it go quiet and normally when that's the case you go all right this number now is going to be something big and i thought both of them in the middle stretch had that in them um but then i did i really liked the final stretch of the men's yeah i thought that was excellent you know you had like the final seven was just stacked it was all their like main guys and then ending with uh, with Cody and Punk having a, a bit of a mini match there and just 
our bar was really split with let's go Cody, CM yeah. Punk chants and all that. Um, and I thought the uh, the end of the women's as well, I, I quite enjoyed. But it was the, the middle bit for both of them was lacking a bit for me. Yeah, uh, it, it's like they, they've gone to like the well of what, last year and the year before that I really didn't like the 2022 Royal Rumble match I wouldn't I wouldn't say this one was as bad because again like the ending of this one was really good but I I was not impressed with both Rumble matches this year I, I wasn't impressed with this show to be honest uh, uh, the rump the women's Rumble I'll give the positives out the way first Super cool to see some TNA talent represented obviously Trinity yeah. showing up I, it sounds like She's back I in think WWE. She's back. She came out as Naomi. Yeah, sorry, and, yeah. Yeah. Whereas your Jordan Grace, a lot of people might not know who that is, but it's cool that they let her come in. And, and she the got title. a great reaction. I thought she looked great as yeah. well in this. I thought they gave her quite a lot and really, really showcased her, which is it's good if you're if you're opening that sorry, don't say door. Yeah. Um, but if you are opening that door with other companies, you got to book them somewhat strong when they come in and don't have them look like a complete joke. You know, she yeah. came in, she had a, a great moment with Naomi, sort of having that TNA connection, and then was an absolute powerhouse, eliminated a couple of people, I believe, and then got taken out in impressive fashion by Bianca Belair. So I, I don't think, I think she looked great in that and... Yeah, I could see her going de- there down the line. For I, sure. I don't think she got any eliminations, but I know she like okay. she had a great like she had a good show. Yeah, she had a good moment, and, p- and people who didn't know who she would would be like, "Whoa, who is this?" Per- mm. I, I I think Jordan Grace going to WWE one day isn't so far fetched to say. Yeah. Like she's she's pretty, she got the look down and the wrestling down for sure. So that was pretty cool mm-hmm. to see that. Seeing some NXT people, Roxanne Perez coming out later in the mm-hmm. night, and Tiffany at number twenty nine too. Yep. So like. That is pretty great. I thought both both had some good showings and, and got a reaction. Both are coming to the end of their time in NXT. Yeah, surely those two will be on WWE main roster and be in prominent positions. Uh, another positive, one of the cool spots was Kyrie Sane hanging on wow. for dear life. Spider Man, yeah, yeah. Hold, holding on for yeah. dear life. That, that was, was pretty, incredible. That was pretty good. Uh, but but I will say there was a, a just a, it felt like there was a whole lull in the match where you know. Lots of head. Take, take a shot. Take a drink every time someone tried to do a head scissor takedown. Because oh, Maxine Dupree. Oh boy. I I can't even say it was just her. Oh. It felt like there was many times yeah. in this match where it was like slow motion. People were missing cues or missing up the moves, and I'm sure it's hard. There's 30 people in this match, I, but it was this this one stood out to me more than last year's and the year before that in recent memory. It just was very I like do sloppy, find, and maybe it's a it's a PC thing, uh, being the performance setter, not being politically correct. Yeah. Um, but I think we notice it a lot in NXT where the women try some really ambitious kind of acrobatic stuff and, uh, and which is cool, but there's a lot missing as well. And I think it's because they're trying to move as far away from that Divas era style of wrestling and they want to be doing you know, some really cool flashy stuff. But I often find I watch the the WWE women, um, not so much at the top of the card, but that lower and mid card where they maybe bite off a bit more than they can chew and try spots that are a little bit too ambitious for what they're ready for. Um, and I think 
uh, but we do see them improve. I think uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter were two who were guilty of that at the beginning of their run. And I just think they're such a fun tag team to watch now. And they're, they're very polished at this point. But it's things like those head scissors where you see, I mean, that, that moment with Maxine Dupree and, and Bailey, where Bailey was just doing the whole thing for her yeah. and then almost broke her neck when she was taken down. Uh, I, there is a lot of that. It, it just it just came across like I didn't know if it was like the book the, the actual in the match of what was happening, but as just watching it, I was mm. like, oh man, this is a, a little rough. I, I I thought, but there was some good moments too, like some of the ones we mentioned. Jade Cargill coming out, I thought they presented her in a great way. The yeah. standoff with Bianca, I mean, that's easily a match we go to down the line. I mean, that could be, Bianca doesn't have anything for Mania, quite likely. I think that is the match you could go to. I, I think maybe you'd have done Charlotte Jade if, if Charlotte was ready, yeah, but yeah. I think go for you, you had that moment in the Rumble. Um, one of the biggest reactions in the bar with with Jade coming out. Yeah. Uh, she's got a lot of fans and I think a lot of people really want to see her do well and Triple H is making fun of the word aura, but she's got that. And I yeah. think a lot of us as fans watching her in AEW were like, she's not there with the wrestling yet, but I like her. There's yeah. something I really like about her and I thought they presented her great and getting Nia over the top rope was impressive yeah. as well. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I, I think maybe I was a, a bit more down on the women's rumble than maybe some, but I, I just didn't. I, I'm happy that Bailey won because we can go possibly to Bailey EO, which should be the story for WrestleMania. I so, think so, so like that it, makes sense. It was but. really nice how like Triple H was putting her over as well, being like Bailey is like she's kind of, like obviously Sasha's not there, but she's one of the four horsewomen who hasn't main evented. The only one of the four horsewomen who right. hasn't main evented WrestleMania. She probably still won't this year. But. No, probably not. But she hasn't won the Rumble. And Triple H said, basically, she she's very good at making other people look good. And it's yeah. it's time for her to, like, you know, own it and make herself look good and shine. And I, yeah. I, I'm actually interested in seeing her character evolve because we've seen her as the, the hugger kind of the the child and now she's gone through her like you know bratty teenager phase where she cuts her hair different wears different makeup and being a bit of a a bad girl mean girl and now she's going to be moving into like a grown-up baby face and she can't just do the hugger stuff because that is that's behind her so i'm interested to see what her character is like moving forward with this feud um so yeah, yeah, I'm happy for Bailey. It, it's weird. Like, would you? You're thinking that they go babyface with her and they kick her out, right? Yeah. That's that makes the most sense. But it's almost a little backwards. Where it really should be EO is like the challenger babyface. I, I mean, I think that's just because we're fans of EO. Yeah, you know, like it's. But the crowd seemed to be like behind her as a babyface. They've cooled off though because yeah. I think this title reign hasn't been no. anything spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think people will... I think you'll have that stadium singing, Oh, hey, Bailey, Ooh, right. uh, all that stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, and you've you've got, like, with the... Like, on Friday when uh, Kabuki Warriors won the, the tag titles and Bailey's trying to celebrate with them and they kind of yeah. shove her off a little. So yeah. they've planted all the seeds there. I think... Uh, 
I think Bailey is going to be way easier to be a babyface against them than a Charlotte. Yeah. Which we had the issue with Rhea last year. But right, right. I know what you mean. I think EO is very naturally a, a babyface as well, but we'll get there. It doesn't serve the story right now, yeah. I don't think. But but if that's the Mania match, EO and Bailey, like, yeah, it'd yeah. be pretty good. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a pretty good match. The final, like, one on one, and maybe Bailey's got to get some friends to help her out. Where's. Uh, Where's Sasha? She didn't show up know. in the Rumble, yeah. so maybe she's showing up at Revolution. Instead. Maybe, maybe with her with her friend Okada. I gotta say, one of uh, my favorite things about the Rumble yeah. yesterday was uh, WH Park. Oh yeah, shout out WH Park. WH Park, who had a seems to be having a great time there. Uh, who I just loved all his predictions his bold predictions what were some of his bold predictions okada's coming out oh yeah being managed by sasha he's coming out 30 with sasha yeah that was a weird um weird one he he had a lot that that's the one that comes to mind but he had so many predictions which i i quite enjoyed throughout the show he got the rumble wings he did yeah all the different wings nice fuck yeah yeah he survived them somehow yeah he, he ate all 30 uh, i don't know if he, he did with his friend yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Bailey versus EO, possibly the mania match there for the Women's Rumble winner. Some other stuff on the Royal Rumble. The four-way match for the Undisputed title. Roman defending against AJ, LA Knight, and Randy Orton. I, I was somewhat distracted during this match. I, I can't give it full... I can't, I can't honestly give it a fair review because I was busy running around doing other stuff. But uh, what I saw was kind of expected i think they do have the the format down pretty well in wwe with these these four-way matches where yeah you know it's just non-stop action everyone getting their stuff in you've got the uh the near falls with breaking up with the you know the tight camera shot where you don't see the person breaking it up la night seems to be incredibly over in the match yeah. but there wasn't any doubt who was winning this thing this close to wrestlemania and um the the referee getting dragged out the ring seemed to just kill him because was it they tried to do this like stack em, rack em, stack em, pin him right right but it ended with what Randy on top of LA Knight for like ten minutes like okay. in the pin position right uh, but yeah honestly I I didn't give this or uh, the Logan Paul Kevin Owens match like a whole lot of attention so I, I was like yeah kind of the same but I, I was still managing to check it out I don't think it got to some of the levels some of the other wild four way matches get but um, you you kind of said it like you know Roman's winning you know imagine no one lo- you wouldn't lose the title this way so. no I think well, that, like I know he doesn't defend it much and Seth is injured but I think there'd be more doubt in a Seth Rollins title defense on this show mm-hmm. or a or even an EO title defense on this show you yeah. might get yeah this is around the time where you do some flip-flopping to get your yeah your things in the right position but yeah it was it was fun for what I saw but yeah and and solo Sokoa uh like basically in the match yeah like doing more than Roman in the match yeah I, Roman Roman's matches just definitely don't necessarily hit for me I didn't think this was anything too too special but uh i love i just love solo sokoa like he-, he comes out as if no one's gonna know it's him with the, the hoodie yeah it's like dude we know you interfere in every single one of his matches yeah. for like a year now so like <laughs> what do you what do you think of the boots now solo sokoa's boots yeah he doesn't wear 
Well, he doesn't not wear shoes. Yeah, he, so he wears. Yeah. No, he wears. He wears boots. Wear your shoes, people. Um, yeah, if it, I'm sure it's there's a reason for it. Maybe you wrestle better. Like maybe it's more safe. Yeah, safer too. So good for him. I imagine I like I like Solo Sokoa and especially like being the the thing for Roman Reigns. But I don't know if like necessarily he's got a match for wrestlemania but if you're cody you're gonna be like so i gotta take out this guy this mm. guy needs to not be there <laughs> night yeah. two or else oh i i think i think cody should be like you know building up to this mania match having a bit of a nightmare family ddp i mean like you gotta like triple h has to have words with tk about not signing him but hey look we're, we putting, we're putting the title on Cody. We would love Dustin to be there for him for this moment. Right. Like, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Like, Cody brings up in the press conference about how his family are ringside and I don't tell them what's happening. Like, have Dustin sat with Brandy and his daughter and his mum right, and, right. you know, Solo comes out in the hoodie and Dustin comes out and does a Canadian destroyer on the floor. <laughs> Kicks him in the balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who else does he have? It's like a Nick Aldis, DDP. He doesn't have people in WWE. Randy, I guess, Evolution. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got Where's DDP. Where's DBRC at? Um, nah, he ain't coming. <laughs> uh, Damien Sandow's about. <laughs> Stop, please. Uh, well, that was the, the four-way match. Then you mentioned Logan Paul and Kevin Owens in a match for the U.S. title. The finish being... Kevin takes the brass knucks, nailing Logan, and the ref is counting and goes, Kevin, what's What's this about? And then the DQs him, therefore Uh, Kevin doesn't win. I would think maybe run this back in Australia. Okay. Do you think? Like, Like, it's a DQ finish. I feel this is maybe continuing. I don't see this being the mania match. No, I I see see LA Knight. LA Knight, Logan Paul makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could see them doing this at um, in okay, in but in a gimmick match, like yeah, like a, could do an ODQ, no ODQ something like that, something like that, brass knucks match, or they're both in the chamber match, maybe yeah. to have their their moment. And uh, I th- I think Logan Paul works for for wrestling, and I think he's definitely like taking yeah. it seriously with the training he's been putting into it and, and all that. Um, I liked. Uh, because there's been some videos of him training and there was a video he got to hang out with CM Punk mm. and he's he's doing the buckshot and, and stuff and like his friend is recording him and basically says like, oh, you're really good at the buckshot. Like he called it the buckshot, like mm. clear as day. Like, oh yeah, I, I, I like that guy. So I took his move kind of thing. And um, on commentary during this match with Owens, Pat McAfee is like, oh, he hit that clothesline the f- like with a full send and Corey Graves is like wow you just came up with that on the spot like that's a great name we got to call it that now and Pat's like actually there's another podcast that uses that so maybe we shouldn't like do that so sorry and Corey's like oh like guess you're not that good <laughs> but uh the full send would be a good name for that move for him but uh, he does do it nice yeah uh, and then the men's Royal Rumble the main event 30 men over the top uh I'll say I kind of didn't think this Rumble match hit maybe the way I thought it was going to hit, uh, especially with a great build, like maybe possibly one mm. of the best builds going into this Rumble. And I'm not saying this because, oh, The Rock didn't show up and Okada didn't show up. That wasn't necessarily the the reason why. I just I felt like there was 
some spots that were done really, really well, dare I say perfect, but there was a lot more of walking around and not a lot happening. Like Andrade being really the only surprise yeah. in it early on. What did he do in this match? Well, he had the moment with Santos. They that- hugged. He, they tried to throw each other out and they didn't throw each other out. He didn't eliminate anyone. No. And he was just in it for like... 20 minutes. I, I thought he looked good in in like the first little... His entrance, he looked good. Yeah, I, I think it was a enough for Andrade. I think he, he felt like a, a bigger player than when he left. And Triple H basically saying, like, the timing wasn't right. I read that as Vince didn't like him and didn't yeah. want to do anything with him. I do, and I'm going to be pushing him pretty hard. It looks like he's going to be part of this storyline. Storyline, and I, I thought they did that enough. You know, I think, I think the rumble is is one of those things you don't necessarily want to give it all away, but you give these little teases between certain people, and I, I thought they did that quite nicely between those two. And I, I like the choice of Jimmy and Jay as the first two as well to like get give that little thing. It should have been Rikishi at number three, though, yeah. right? Or Solo, or you know someone so um I, I imagine that's the match they're going to but yeah happy to see andrade back um what else did we have carmelo hayes yeah was carmelo hayes uh being the nxt representative there coming out at number five he was in it for a little while we had braun breaker come out at number 20 who uh some people are quickly assuming like oh, that's the brock spot right like i imagine he was scheduled for this regardless it, but. it has been reported that okay uh it was the brock spot but including Dom being the one eliminating. Oh, okay. Dom was meant to eliminate Brock. Oh, interesting. I think this is way better. I think I think Bron was positioned really well. I thought he looked really good. Got to hit some of those. What he didn't hit his most devastating spear we've seen, but yeah. still a couple of pretty good spears. Yeah, yeah. And showing off his like power with that military press as well looked good. I thought Brock Bron had a good showing, and I I think he's going to be. A huge deal. Yeah, he felt he felt big. I was really excited that he was put in it, and for the people that like knew him, they were like, "Oh, that's great." But then, like, he the, had the barking from the crowd. And yeah, stuff like but that. then, like the the people that don't really watch and are like, "Oh, wait a second, who is this guy? Look at the stuff he was doing, murdering people." I I think he's going to be the one to take the title off of Gunther. Okay, they feel like. From Raw this week, where Gunther had his stuff with Seth, and he's like, "I'm coming after that title," to being in the in the final three of the Rumble again, I think they're going to want to transition Gunther to the the World Heavyweight Title picture very soon. And I think what gets Braun off to a, a great start, Braun is, I believe, the last person to pin Gunther in WWE because Braun pinned him in the NXT Championship match, right? Okay. Did- so I I think that's the last loss. Uh, Gunther hat. Damn. So I think you can tell like a pretty good story there, and I think it just elevates Braun as a top guy right away. Whilst not pushing him right to the moon in the world title, have another dominant IC title. I think that title feels important again. Uh, I I think that would be. I know like I'd be a fan of Chad Gable as well or whatever, but I and I I love Chad Gable. I think he's a great wrestler. I think he had a great match with Ivar this week, but. I don't see maybe the longevity in a Chad. Like, the moment would be great, but I think it would do a lot more for Bron. Sure, that'd be fantastic. I do think a Raw after Mania would be a spot where we see Bron again kind of entering the main roster and leaving NXT because as much as I'm loving the Wolf Dogs 
oh, yeah. a-holes. Um, I think it showed just him being in the Rumble for like five minutes. Yeah. He had the most eliminations with four, which isn't high, but for this match it was. And he 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 came in and, and definitely like impressed. And I would imagine he becomes a big star for WWE in the next year or so because it, he's he's hitting it off on all the boxes, like promo work, character. He's a Steiner. Yep. Hits some spears. He can go. I'm, I'm excited to see where his future goes. Carmelo, Carmelo definitely, too. I, I know he was in it a lot longer, and he, he's someone I can't wait to. Like, I know he's been featured on SmackDown, but he's in. it's a bad time because it's like, well, Mania's full, and you're not going to be put on Mania probably, but your, your storyline in NXT right now is very popular and will kind of come to a head possibly next weekend. So uh, I, I think he'll also be a big star in, in, in the WWE. I, what I think this the rumble needs you often have the moment where the you know the big men eliminate everyone and then they stand off for like the big men bit yeah and i like having the mini match at the end like last year we had gunther cody this year it was cody cm punk i would like around the like halfway point mark to have the ring cleared out and have just two great wrestlers go at it yeah if you think say you had Around the 30-minute mark, the ring was cleared and you have Andrade and Carmelo Hayes. Just have a minute and a half of quick, like, quick, just great wrestling between the two of them to, like, really, like, spice things up in a different way rather than the everyone's in their corner doing punches. I think it would spice it up a bit. And then you can have that broken up by a big like an Omos come out which changes there's you know Omos did come out yeah, yeah. But I, I'm just saying like something to like break it up I think it would be better than just you know having that long stretch of just okay everyone's kind of just chilling yeah doing their thing now and this yeah this you know I, I really don't think the rumble last year like really did a whole lot but I I feel like they've there's there's a formula that is it's a little like boring and it's not, it, it is still missing some things as much as I did like a lot of little trinkets. I think I preferred the men's rumble from this show, mm. but like it's still the rumble. It's still fun, but I just think like there's there's so many other I things. Think it's the surprises. I think I think that is a lot of it. I think people get a kick out of the yeah just nostalgia throughout it because you look back at all these old rumbles. There's always that long period of just punch and kicking in the corner. Yeah, I would say like there is certain years that it just seems a bit more like properly played out like there's not lag time of like well nothing's happening right now and then nothing happens they kind of saved everything to the end yeah i think maybe i mean punk came out what 27th i think yes um you maybe do the punk drew moment around like the 15 mark or something like that right you know like to You've had that before, haven't you? You had that like Brock Lesnar Goldberg moment was in the middle of the rumble rather than saving it to the the last seven, eight people left and then doing one story after the other. You could have had, you know, the or the Jey Uso drew stuff earlier or I think you could have spread out some of the stories maybe a bit better. You had R-Truth show up in the women's rumble, which we I swear we were talking about recently. Yeah. Like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if he showed up? doing that he did and then he showed up later on in the men's i love the uh, him helping out jd mcdonough by yeah. throwing him in <laughs> to immediately get yeah, eliminated yeah yeah which which caused like 
well, we had a, a thing shortest time in the rumble and it was between uh fuck who was it there was someone else who was only in it was it lashley i think lashley was only in it not very long at all and then we were going well jd mcdonough his entrance was like five minutes ago yeah but is it once you step in the ring it's once you're in the ring yeah. so we gave prizes to both just right. to like avoid uh yeah, I mean, we recently did a review of the 2001 Royal Rumble event mm. on our Patreon. Go check it out. And a bit on that show was when Vince had to go backstage and tell the lowdown. Yeah. Tiger and... Uh, Tiger Ali Singh, D'Lo Brown, and Chaz. That none of them would be in the Rumble because he gave their spot away to Drew Carey. Mm. Right? That's a bit we watched. And we were like, oh, is that how it works? Like in real life? Like someone, you, you got to tell someone like, hey, sorry. Pat McAfee's taking your spot, and he's not even going to get in the ring and do anything. Sorry, you don't, you're not going to be in the Rumble this year. Yeah. I thought that was a waste of a spot. I know Pat is a huge star right now. His podcast is like blown up in football, all this and that. But like, it was a bit of a like, all right, we've already seen you wrestle before. Mm-hmm. We've we've seen you do Canadian destroyers and war games matches. Like, I don't necessarily need to see you do this spot. It was funny because he's like, oh, I'm not fighting Omos and Braun Breaker. It's kind of like Drew Carey. Similar in yeah. 2001, where he's like, I'm it, just out of it here. It was a mix of Drew Carey in 01 and Scotty Too Hotty in 02, right. I think. Where he's, Scotty's done, because yeah. Pat was doing, like, Michael Cole was, go on, Pat, you yeah. got it. And he was doing his dancing, going around the ring, steps in, and it's these two big motherfuckers. And he's like, uh, uh. I don't really want to go in there. But yeah, uh, so there's, there's that. Omos, also, I guess, somewhat of a surprise uh, I love how this dude has to duck down to get out of the like entrance ramp yeah. thing. He like oh, he's the huge. set. He's like, oh, sorry, I got to duck to get onto the stage. Um, you know, we are doing rumble pools, and of course, with my luck for the men's rumble, my pick was number twenty-five, The Miz. Your favorite, my favorite, yeah, <laughs> wrestler. So I had to cheer for The Miz. To- Go on, Miz, you got this. You can win this. Right away, I just ripped my number up. Like, uh, <laughs> just might as well have thrown away. <laughs> we got the awesome truth. We did. Re- re- yeah, we got re- a little reunite. Uh, but yeah, uh, then it came down to the, some of the big heavy hitters later on, which was, uh, I think I think having the, the 30 spot and then Sammy coming out, as much as like everyone fucking loves Sami Zayn, it was almost the Rey Mysterio like spot. Rey Mysterio to Sami Zayn. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, you're not you the heard Rock. some light Rocky chants going on. Yeah. And, and we, we knew, well, I guess we knew Sammy was in the Rumble as well, but we, we were like, who's left? Oh yeah, Drew. And then Drew comes out at 29. We're like, oh. Like, who could it be? Okada? The Rock? Sami Zayn. It's like, okay, well, like, yeah, we love Sami, love Sami. Zayn. Don't get, it, don't get it twisted, but it was just like the wrong... I think that's why they do it. Yeah. You know, if they don't, don't, it's like... Okay, Rey Mysterio did get food <laughs> that time, but it's two of the most foolproof people. You know, Sami Zayn and Rey Mysterio. Like, yeah. you... You've got issues if you don't like them, you know? Like, exactly, yeah. So putting them in number 30. Uh, so then, like, yeah, uh, we had some good back and forth. I'd say the match really did pick up when it was around the, towards the end with the final people. And then having CM Punk and Cody after such a great promo off on mm. Raw leading into this, having them, like, have a bit of a match towards the end 
And I mean, right away, Punk took a future shock from Drew McIntyre and was like holding his arm. And then right away was talking to the referees. And I was like, oh man, is this guy injured again? And we're recording this the, the afternoon after. It was only last night. I wonder if anything comes out of that. I hope he was just selling, but like just could sell. He he looked as if mm-hmm. like something was in fact wrong. But then when he was fighting Cody, he looked fine. So, uh, but I, I thought they they looked good in that match. Like yeah. clearly that's a main event of a WrestleMania down the down line. the line next year, if that. But Cody winning, I was uh, I was shocked that that they did this. I I thought it was great. I think everyone was thinking Punk. I think everyone was thinking. Rock and Roman at Mania. Um, we'll get on to that in a second, but um, yeah, I, I thought it was a. It ended up being a, a really good surprise. I think, especially when you've got two titles and you've got Elimination Chamber with Cody winning last year. Like you could just go, all right, well, Punk's winning this one and Cody's winning Chamber. You know, whoever yeah. doesn't is winning the next one. Yeah, uh, and I thought it was. I really liked the decision. Of having Cody. We now know it's Cody versus Roman. I, I liked this part of it. During the men's rumble, you had Seth in a box yep. watching the show. And then you had Roman and Paul Heyman watching the show too. And then when Cody won, he... I mean, there's a few things to unpack here. After throwing CM Punk out to win the Royal Rumble, Cody two sweets and does the finger guns. Yep. Purposely, obviously. Uh, his reasons, not too sure, but you can try to put that together. And then points at Roman and goes, bitch, I'm coming for you. Yeah. Round two, motherfucker. <laughs> he, he brought up in the, in the presser as well, like going to the elite. He yeah. was like, there were like things reported that are just not untrue, but, but that they were untrue yeah. uh, about me leaving because there were reports of him and Bucks and the elite falling yeah. out. So he did it last year as well, the two sweet yeah, yeah. finger gun thing. So. That was cool, uh, but I liked I liked the champions in the box. Something I that was a cool little. I showed you this video before re- recording today. If you haven't seen it, search Seth Rollins. So he's watching the whole Rumble, right? And someone got a video of him, and Seth Rollins is just like you and me, just like all of us watching the Rumble last night. Three, two, one. Ah. Guitar generic number thirteen plays, and you go. Who's? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Seth did not know whose music is was half the rumble. He's like, wait, who's this? Oh yeah, yeah. All right. The I, music sucks. The music for a lot of them does suck. Like, um, what happened to I, WWE music? I also just on a production element, and they have done this the last couple of years as well. It counts down. It hits zero, and it does this really wide shot to show like the ring and the crowd. And then you hear the music and you don't know what it is. You should, it hits and you should have on the, on the big Tron in the middle above the ring, you know, Asuka, you know, whatever, their, their video, Grayson Waller, like all those people. So immediately you hear the music and you see the name and you can react because you don't get this. You don't hear the pop because the whole crowd are doing the same thing. Yeah, everyone's Who? like, "Who's that?" Who? Oh, and oh. then it like shows up their video and the person. Oh, Candice LeRae. Oh, okay. oh, okay, cool. So, I they need to fix that for like future rumbles. But something I really liked about this was they're playing since it's his name Lee Fitting off the top of my head. The the new Kevin Dunn. Okay, um, they played with a lot more like sports 
like elements. So you've had like on Raw last week, you had Cody and Punk showing up earlier in the day. It's showing like the time they showed up during the Rumble. You had the little graphics of who's been in for yeah. how long at this point. Yeah, yeah. You even had like the championship winners shirts that like right. the winner of the men's Royal Rumble, women of the women's right. t-shirts like you have at the in the like NBA championships and all that. So all these little touches I quite liked, but I think you should have something that in the Rumble you immediately know who's coming out as soon as yeah, it, it, zero. it hit because the themes just aren't the same. Like they were like, you can't tell me what Omos's theme is. Ivar. I don't care if you watch raw every week. Like some of these themes are so similar. They all, it's like, what, what is, who is this? What, what, why isn't it like so stand out before like certain people's themes, of course, still do kick in like a Nakamura's theme hits. You know who yeah. that is. Right. But a huge majority, like, the, just don't like. the other thing I found funny is we uh, we don't really we can't concentrate on commentary as much when watching in an environment like yeah. a bar. So Valhalla came out in the women's, and Michael Cole is losing his mind. Yeah, what was going on with that? As if like Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. just returned. Apparently, it had something. I was listening to John and Way, and it was something to do with the antlers she was wearing because okay. I think. I think Michael Cole like talked about her antlers during an entrance and she wasn't wearing any. So Wade Barrett was like ribbing him throughout the whole thing. Right. So I think when she came out here and she was wearing antlers, he was like, yes, wow. yes, look for antlers. antlers. I was right. I'm yeah. Not, I didn't know what that was. But about. from us, we were like, fuck you. Calm down, about? dude. It's Valhalla. <laughs> like it's antlers. Sarah Logan. It's right. Max the Impaler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, that was funny. Um, but but overall, yeah, I'd say I was I, how I felt with like last year's and the year before that. It didn't quite hit maybe the way like I, I kind of wanted it to. But I still, it's the Rumble. It still had some fun moments and stuff. Like thinking back to like some of the different matchups. Like it it did a good job of like okay, what if those two were to have fought? But like and Omos and Braun Breaker. It's like wow, two pretty big guys. I mean, obviously Omos is a lot taller, but. It didn't make me go, wow, I need to see that. At, like, well, I don't think there's an Omos match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you did see Bron Breaker and Gunther going at it. Yeah, that well, was pretty cool. Was, um, I want to bring up The Rock. Like, So no Rock? Okay. Cody won. He's finishing the story. Do you... Uh, rock and Roman apparently not having at Mania, do you think that has anything to do with the Vince stuff this week? And Rock, I mean, he's on the board. He's very much in bed with the company. But is it a way of him, for now, distancing a bit? Or was this never the plan? And maybe to put doubt in people's heads, to make this rumble more exciting, Rock putting out little... Like, in an interview, as it was like Wednesday, and in, or Wednesday or Thursday, an interview came out where The Rock was like, essentially saying, yeah, I'm facing Roman. or And was it never meant... For Mania, are we getting it at Chamber or is Cleveland getting it in SummerSlam or are right. we getting it in Money in the Bank? You know, like yeah, uh, reports like the Rock. If, in my opinion, if the Rock were to come back, it'd be for WrestleMania. I like, agree. That's the show. You know, that's the one. There's two nights. Could have Roman face the Rock night one and then face Cody the next night. <laughs> I mean, you could. You you could like. Do you guy barely defends the title anyways? Make him do double I duty mean, that week. The Rock could do. He could wrestle solo. 
<laughs> I mean, if you did Rock Roman Night 1 and Cody Roman Night 2, Night 1 could be... Rock is like, I'm not going to be sticking around, so I have no interest in the title, but I do need the title of being the tribal chief and the head of the table. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or the triple threat, but Cody just won the Rumble, so it's like, why would the Rock be inserted? I mean, we've had... They can figure that out. We've done that enough times. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure I... I, as, as I mean, much you, you could do Rock Roman Night 1 and the winner face Cody Night 2. Like, there's... Yeah. There are certain things you could do. Um, but I don't necessarily Roman think that's the wrestling case. wrestling back-to-back night. Or they just went, look, Rock, we just really want you for Australia. Can you just do that for us? Like, sorry, don't do Mania. It could be. Like, that could be it as well. Or, hey, look, uh, don't worry about Mania, but, like... You want to make some real money? You wrestle in Saudi. Saudi, yeah. And he that's could be like on too. the on the in his head, like Punk won't need to go over there. Yeah, we got Dwayne for that. So I mean, like, there's that. There's, there's so many. They do so many big shows. I don't see it being. Uh, I don't see it being uh, Berlin or France. But um, there's so many big shows, and especially with these site fee things, there are. Apparently, it was like Australia were requesting. Like, is is there a way we can get The Rock for this show and yeah. things like that uh, but still makes it all very interesting we've still got what three months yeah. until Mania yeah absolutely I think Cody winning makes it a lot more interesting and was a shock to me considering I did think Punk was winning this thing and now Cody going two, two for two this year back to back same, back to back same as Hogan Shawn Michaels and Austin wow yeah. look at that uh I, I do think I do think that having Cody versus Roman as the main event like is what people wanted before all the rock talk and everything happened. Yeah. So like, yeah, let's stick to the we'll script. We'll be there. We got to see him finish the story. We, maybe he's got to finish the story. If he if he beats if he sorry if he loses to Roman, then Roman beats Hogan's thing. Yeah. How does that work? I forget how, where he's at right. I now. think Roman's just surpassed Bruno's second longest run. Okay, so I think it's now just Hogan. Hogan. Hogan and Bruno is that left? All that's left? Uh, Bob is Backlund. Bob, Bob? Oh, I don't think he's going to beat Bob Backlund. Oh. It goes Hogan, Bob, then Bruno, right? It goes uh, Bruno's was two thousand eight hundred and three. Then we got Hogan one thousand four hundred and seventy four. Backlund two thousand one hundred and thirty eight, and Roman is one thousand one hundred. So I mean, Roman Roman's about yeah Roman's like one hundred and fifty days behind Hogan or something like that. I believe. Uh, a bit. Uh, he's got a bit more, so it would have but to be. If he wins Mania, it's very likely he will. Yeah, or they're like, nah, we gotta, we gotta finish the story and give it to Cody. I think Cody, Cody's basically saying, look, if I don't finish this, I'm story, going back to AEW. Don't you dare put me on the t- front cover of a video game. Yeah. I ain't doing shit. Like, yeah. I failed as a human being. I mean, like. The guy sells the most merch. He's the most yeah. popular star. So, like, yeah, make him win this thing. Make him win. Make him the guy. And really start the the Cody era. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, he's just so, so over. And, like... I am, like, we'll see what's happening with the company, you know, who's in, who's out with all this, this stuff going on. Yeah. But I am very excited. You know, now we've got a main roster with like an Andrade back in the mix and what they're going to do with him. There's, there's so many, uh, there's so many top guys at the moment. And I, I think it's really exciting. And the, the, the thought that we could potentially get an Okada, although I don't reporting so. seems to be leaning more AEW wise, but still I'd kind of like to see him over in WWE. 
Yeah, I don't um, think you, I think it's really exciting moving forwards. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic time. They actually have built stars up that people are getting behind and really getting into. Like I said, Cody Rhodes. They have CM Punk back. Seth Rollins has been a big key character, you know, as of late as well. You have Gunther there building in the wings. You've there. got the likes of Gargano and Champa that Triple H could build up. Like it would take time, but yeah. I think they're moving more into the tag division and there's they can always get elevated like we've seen the likes of Sami Zayn it it can take a few years before you get that yeah to that point but I think there's so many options Damien Priest has still got the briefcase like he's still yeah. a thing and yeah uh but but they have like so many big marquee characters that everyone's interested in so I I do think they're firing off on on, on so many cylinders here of like so many different fans can latch on to so many different talent and be supporting and watching. Like, clearly, WWE's doing right. He said the biggest gate non-WrestleMania ever. It's like, yeah, it's because it was so many people. And people were so tuned into watching. I think they did a really good job of promoting this Rumble with the 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 big stars. Cody, Punk, Drew, Gunther. Like, again, all the big players. Like, they did a good job of making you want to watch this. And for the next few months, I'm sure they're going to continue this this thing, as Triple H was saying in his press conference, ah, oh, we're doing really good right now. Let's talk about the positives. Uh, as much as he didn't want to talk about the negatives. But, like, yeah, uh, as a fan right now is 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 looking good. Vince is gone. The witch is dead. Mm-hmm. We can go forward. And uh, I, I wouldn't say this one necessarily was a double thumbs up, but it was a bit of a thumbs in the middle show. I didn't necessarily hate it. It's the Rumble. It's still fun. But Yeah, I'd, I'd give it, like, six out of ten. Yeah, that kind of something, thing. Something like like that. But uh, looking forward to the next little while. We got Elimination Chamber. That's going to be hard to watch at two in the morning, but it's it's doable. It's five. Five in the morning yeah. for us, at least. Yeah, wherever you are, maybe it's easier for you. Maybe you're in Australia and you're like, yeah, finally. I feel like it's on a Sunday morning. I believe, right? Okay. So I think I could, like, it'll be at, like starting pretty much as I finish work or just after. I finish, okay. So. so depending, you'll be like, I'll oh, probably no. just watch it. Live? We'll go late that day. <laughs> no, I'll probably watch it when I wake up. Uh, so yeah, we're we're uh, we're not doing a bar party for that because it's like a weird time in the thing. You could see if uh, uh, a Denny's or something wants to wear it. <laughs> we have one Denny's in Toronto. We've got Franz. We've got some. We've got some twenty-four hour diners. Yeah, you guys want to hear some wrestling? Yeah, see if they want to wear it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, looking forward to the the road to WrestleMania. What matches? Uh, I think Cody Roman. I think Gunther's Gunther Braun? I don't know. Like, if that's something... I don't know what Gunther's doing, you know, is there. But, yeah, looking forward to uh, some of this stuff. I'm happy Cody won. I'm looking forward to seeing what WWE does in the future. As a fan, they're going to have the next few months that's going to be very, very good and entertaining. Um, Should we move on to AEW? Yeah, I wonder how many people watch this. This must suck to go up against like the Rumble or WrestleMania on a Saturday night. Like, real, real tough. I mean, we could start Wednesday. Yeah, let's start with Dynamite. We could start Wednesday with what seemed like the smallest crowd in AEW history. Yeah, just clocking in at like what until two, Saturday until yeah. like two thousand people. Yeah, was there less at Collision? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it both sounded very quiet. I, I you know shout out to anyone who was there and making noise and trying to be into it. But you have to imagine that people were watching the Rumble on their phones on Saturday at Collision. But yeah, what was going on this week that just like had this like drop? It seemed like maybe the places they chose. to 
to go. It could be part of the issue because I didn't necessarily think the shows were all that bad. It's just like was was a bit jarring to watch Wednesday as it was very quiet. It sounded, um, yeah, it didn't sound like watching normal dynamite. Yeah, it sounded like I was watching an indie show. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it it was, it was very clear. Like who have booked a venue too big for them? Like it, it was very. Sometimes some of these small crowds are actually pretty, pretty hot. You know, this is two thousand people. Like two thousand people can make noise as well, but like it, it just. Was so quiet. It wasn't good. Like Dynamite had some good stuff on it, but it this like it was so quiet. Like Hangman Penta, Samoa Joe's promo. It, there was no one reacting to his yeah. things he was saying. It was very awkward to watch. So as much as I, I I love my wrestling, I love my AEW as well. But it was it was it was a little weird watching it this week. And it, it, I'm sure they're trying to figure things out. And maybe not going to certain places is the right move. I don't necessarily. This has been a topic of of different podcasters and and wrestling fans alike for the last months, it seems is like, what can they do to Mm. get ticket sales? Clearly the revolution thing worked stings retirement, a big pay-per-view, but they've done very poorly, uh, advertising sting for the build up to this. Yeah. You know, like if I was them, I'd, I'd have sting on every single show. Like he doesn't have to wrestle. Yeah. Promote him on the show. Last time Sting is in Louisiana. Last time Sting is here. He should be like on the poster of every one of these things because, man, they've sold 15,000 for this, like, uh, for Revolution. Yeah, and they can't get 2,000 in. And you've got to say that's that's based off of Sting. Like, it's got to be. Like, and you've, you've had him wrestling in matches. Okay, they've done well. They've advertised the tag match from two weeks away. So I'd be interested to see what what that is but it's too late saying on the night this is Sting's last time here everyone should be Sting's last match in X city or X state right yeah yeah absolutely there's there's other things not and think when he's done what's their next they gotta think of other things to do to promote it's not all of a sudden they're just gonna have full Mm. crowds again obviously having stars if you're having Osprey and I don't necessarily think like Thousands more people will be buying in these weird towns that necessarily maybe just don't have that audience, mm. right? So they got to be smart of where they pick. Coming in the next little while, like in the next few months, they're coming back to Canada with a few different shows. They're doing a, the smaller venue that they did, like a Dynamite here before and a mm. Rampage here in Toronto. But then later that week, they're doing Collision in London, Ontario. Mm. I can tell you right now, I don't predict a big crowd for that show. Mm. And it looks like they're doing that a lot. Okay, Dynamite will be here and Collision will be in like a smaller market that like just doesn't have they don't have the fans to or people just don't know or care about it. And mm. you can't like I, I don't know what the hell they can do to fix this because like I, I watch the product. I think the product is pretty good, but it sucks when you watch it and it's quiet. There's no one there. I, I think WWE on a roll is hurting them for sure. I yeah. think people only have a certain amount of time. Money. And, you know, I think I think when. You know when uh, when AEW started and it was airing on the same night as NXT, and I know so many people just from a, a visual point of view would go, "Sorry, why would I watch this show shot in a studio in front of two hundred people over um, this in front of a, a like a, a packed like rabid fan base?" with a big stage and in an arena 
and they would say that over whatever was going on on screen, the quality. And I think that's a thing now. Like you look and clearly AEW have tried to look more like WWE with these LED boards and things. The raw and SmackDown and I colors. Think, I think that's definitely a deliberate thing for channel hoppers who might go, oh, WWE's on. Oh, this isn't WWE. All right, what's going on here? You know, maybe. Rather than going away from their distinct look, which was the tunnels and that sort of thing. But you now, you tune into like last night's collision and compare that to the Royal Rumble. Right. Just the production is on a way, way bigger scale. And it's like, why, like, why would I like to these, these less invested fans? Sure. I think, I think that's a part of it as well. I I think there's a lot of things like I still like the, the show. I still watch every show every week, like, well, collision and, and dynamite, but I'm less enthused about it. I, if I make plans on a Wednesday, I'll watch in the morning. Whereas I think there's a time where I'd be, Oh, I want to be in to watch dynamite live. Yeah. I, I will like not look on Twitter or whatever. If I have to, work or whatever was i don't care as much and i like i enjoyed dynamite this week but if i didn't have this page in front of me on my screen right now i couldn't tell you what happened on this week's show i've the fatigue has hit me as well like i I think that's a big issue for people too but we were going to shows two three years ago for aw and it was a lot cheaper now you want me to see a product that doesn't seem as hot and it costs a lot more. So that's also a and big And you thing. then have this this vicious circle where when they first announced to come here for uh, for Coca-Cola Coliseum, their, their Canadian debut, I was like, I'd made sure, look, I'm not working this day. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to get the computer out. I'm going to get my phone. I'm going to be logged in. I'm going to secure us tickets because it's a small venue and demand's going to be high. And then... You start raising the prices and you see on the day you can get two for one when you eat a pizza pizza or whatever, you know, you, you get all these deals. It's going to piss people off. And you go, oh, well, I'm not going to wake up early and make sure I'm logged in because yeah. I can probably, like, we picked up second row opposite the hard cam for Collision when they were here in Money in the Bank, uh, not Money, sorry, Forbidden Door weekend right, right. for like a very nice price. You know, like I have no interest in in buying tickets in advance, whereas like I, I think you need to be like, hey, you want to get these when they go on sale because the demand is so high that prices are only going to go and, up and after that. Yeah, and that is yeah. the complete opposite. So their advanced sales are going to be poor. I, I think, I think a we lot do has, that. A we, lot have said they're doing that for Wembley this year. I'll just see what i woke up in the middle of the night because of the time difference <laughs> to get wembley tickets three days in a row because i couldn't find the tickets i wanted the first couple of days right you know and now i'm just oh, i might be in london i'll see what i can get five minutes before the show starts it's 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 funny like we love wrestling so much that we talk about it all the time and it's part of our jobs and and we go to so many shows but even us are like nah We'll buy them on the day. I'm, mm. I'm, you're not fooling me again. It was that rampage. We'll never let it go. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, and if that happened to us, I'm sure it pissed off other people. Yeah. I'm sure other people went, wait a second. 
I could save my hundred bucks and I go to third WWE row for six dollars. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll I'd do be that. furious for some certain stories you hear of people going to these shows, and it's not just here; it's everywhere they go. It's like imagine you spent a hundred plus dollars on a ticket someone got for five dollars yeah. on the day. You'd be mad. Yeah, and I'm sure that's also a reason why people aren't buying as many tickets. But also, AW isn't necessarily geared to like the family. As much as you see in WWE, WWE you see a lot of like big families going, kids and stuff. AEW you don't see as many kids. But you st- you, you still see like you know the the kids in like Darby Allen face sure. paint dressing as Orange Cassidy. Like there's some acclaimed like shirts and all that. The ones that say "Scissor me, Daddy" yeah. on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought Dynamite was fine this week. I I am enjoying Joe's title reign so far. Um, <laughs> Adam Copeland, Minoru Suzuki didn't really do it for me. It was fine. It didn't get to like levels that a Suzuki match could get, but he's also getting older. I think maybe I've just I've seen enough Suzuki matches doing this style now. I I, d- I didn't but... know whether uh, Adam Copeland was like because he is a pretty good actor. I didn't know if he was just selling really well or was like fuck I. That guy yeah. like fucking rocked me a few times. I, I, yeah, I was still entertained I, I, by it. I, I think it was fun, but it was again the whole episode was hard for me to watch because it's so quiet. Yeah, just like it, it was. It felt like no one was there. Mm. It felt like COVID times where it was like, okay, there's a few people in the crowd. It just it, it was it was jarring to me, and I was like, oh, there are they in trouble? Because <laughs> like Mercedes coming in, Okada coming in, Osprey coming in, maybe you know, like I mean, Osprey is coming in, but like the other two, like. Are they going to all of a sudden move needles, like sell tickets? I don't think that's how it works. Like, there'll be some initial interest for um, Sasha, Yeah, I'd say. But maybe, like, I don't know if it's too late. You know, like, I think maybe she left WWE and three, six months later, she debuted in AEW doing the 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 stardom thing and the new japan thing maybe people are like oh, i've seen her outside the company now it's not as exciting yeah maybe i don't know um i don't know they they they're in in this weird place right now and i do think a lot is to do with wwe just being on fire um and yeah i mean we we joke about, i thought you know running daily's place that that had a pretty hot crowd the other week it wasn't a lot of people still. No, it's I don't know. I, I don't know what they can do at this point. Yeah, I, it, it's it's really tough, and I hope this TK's tweeting twenty twenty four is going to be like twenty twenty one AEW. It's like he acknowledges that I, this year and the last year. I will wasn't say, good. from a business point of view, uh, especially internationally, um, WWE moving to Netflix should be good for them because you're going to have their price. Their price still isn't going to be as high as WWE, but they can probably ask for more. Uh, obviously, in the US, you've still got NXT and SmackDown on like traditional yeah. cable, but you've got the rest of the world. Like a uh, a BT Sport is going to be losing WWE. Like, would they put in an offer to give a better deal than ITV are giving right now, putting it in a better time spot? slot rather than a replay a bit later um will you see the the properties split and you know one property go to a different channel that like 
Fox. Like, mm. I can't see them dipping no. their toes in wrestling again, but they'd offer way less. They wouldn't pay anywhere near what they paid WWE. And to have another wrestling property on a show which is relatively cheap for to produce and is all year round, I think you could see, like, television rights being a good thing for AEW moving forward. And, it's, and like, maybe... I know it's, we feel like it's flogging a dead horse a lot of the time, but a Ring of Honor might have a better chance of landing somewhere now with WWE gone. Like, WWE is not going to be on TV in Canada. Like, in Canada, there's not going to be any wrestling on TV. Same as the UK, same as a lot of countries. So I, I could definitely see them start selling a Rampage to another network, a Collision to another network. Damn. And if that TV company is then putting more promotion into it maybe the word does get out there a bit more you know you flick on tv and you're seeing sasha banks being advertised for your local area and oh sasha banks wrestling again mercedes whatever yeah don't know yeah it's true like if wwe does well then wrestling does well mm. right like that's like the case it's just they were the competition that almost kicked wwe in the ass to be like oh we should like step up we can't be outshined by the these people and it's like almost like it was what launched them to start doing better yeah. right and then now AEW's like fuck we could also totally see a Smackdown moving to a Wednesday night yeah I don't know if that's necessarily what would happen but why like they Friday's have- a terrible night for it to wear yeah and what there's not a whole lot going on Wednesdays really is there so just Put it on Wednesday. The Wednesday Night Wars. AEW get destroyed. It would just destroy him. And yeah. that's kind of what they want to do, I feel. Maybe. And then they'll move and then they'll move that. <laughs> like, I, I could see uh, NXT or SmackDown moving to Wednesdays for sure. Okay. In the next year? Yeah. Because when that... I, I think up. Friday moving off of... Um, off of... Uh, sorry, SmackDown moving off Fridays is a very strong possibility. Uh, I think they probably want to do... Monday, Tuesday, because traveling, that just makes it way easier. Yeah. You do Monday Raw, Tuesday SmackDown, and therefore NXT would shift to Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. And I see, like, you've still got Thursday night football, haven't you, in the in that season. So I see Wednesday maybe being the option. It's when NXT used to air. And, yeah, I could see Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday again. CW versus... And then especially if you're then doing these pay-per-view weekenders with UFC UFC traditionally is Saturday night you'd have pay-per-views move back to Sunday and then it's just Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday a whole day of rest a whole week it's how it, it ha- it's how yeah. it was for quite a while before the the Fox and NXT USA thing yeah they would tape Smackdown on Tuesdays right mm. so I guess we'll we'll see I mean I you, you want the whole wrestling to, to do well as, as a whole and with WWE like seemingly killing it right now with the interest level and the how popular it's kind of re-gotten and, and again Triple H joking about like oh it's a pretty hot time right now and I don't want to jinx it but like it's it's very hot look how much fucking money we're making and that's that was his answer to questions that weren't about that yeah. but you know he's he's right in those regards because it does feel like very popular as as it does and uh, I you got to Shout out the talent who just like really like finally getting time to shine and being put in these positions and, and running with it. And 
seeing that work I, I do think in the next little while it'd be a fun time to be a fan as much as as a fan right now you're getting all your friends and family members who are like don't watch and are like what's going on with Vince McMahon and all this I saw it on the news and this and that and you're like uh but he's gone now so we can kind of go into the, the, the positivities as Triple H said was there anything else on Dynamite that stood out um no no Wardlow's last ride to Trent that's pretty big. That was pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, matching tattoos. Yeah, I have actually, no idea what that's about. I need to ex- Did you yeah, see was that, that Billy Ray? Ray? Tell me who, what, where, why, how. Exactly. Uh, they kind of did. The whole actually. segment. The whole thing was told explaining it. it. Yeah, I don't know if he was watching. Maybe he's he's just sour they don't have him on TV, yeah, I, I think. There's a few people that way. I like the production on that with the splits, like half yeah. the stage, black and white. Half so retro pretty, pretty and half uh, Deanna. Um, yeah, actually. I think Deanna's sounding more confident moving forward as well yeah um, yeah nothing like yeah I can't say we watched did a whole lot we watched uh, Eugene Nagata take <laughs> U- on Eugene Nagata uh, take on Brian Danielson and it was okay it was fun but it didn't get to like kind of the levels maybe I, I didn't expect it to, to really get to any no, level no. I just knew it would be fun to finally see them kind of tie up all these years later uh, so that was cool and then we watched the cage match which uh, which was fun too with Garcia coming out finally back in his trunks mm. again less dancey Garcia more like superstar wrestler more FDR just, Garcia yeah I li- I like that kind of pairing maybe he sticks with them a bit more there uh, seems I, that way I hope he stays with AEW I know there's rumblings about his contract and stuff in the next year yeah, definitely but. you know I think the the what was it called the Continental Classic was really good of like re-establishing Garcia and they've done a good follow-up with him I think yeah. and this FTR thing's working um, I I still I just don't like the escape the cage that was weird yeah gimmick I think pinfall elimination would have been way better because uh, I just I just I find it weird when you're both running away from each other essentially in yeah. a match like this yeah. and uh, still don't know why Malachi Black isn't working singles. Yeah, he could be someone who's who would be absolutely killing it in WWE if he were to go back now. He's you know Triple H, one of his boys there, the yeah. NXT guys, and he, the spooky. He's the spooky. He's like that leader in that now. Mm. Really, uh, I'm surprised he's not being used a lot more in AEW. Uh, but I, I'm 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 still. Pro- I think they could step it up. They have so much talent there as well that they need to figure out and make people care about why. Like yeah. you can't just say, "Look at these matches." You need to like give us a reason why we to care about it. So I know you were flicking through. You might have missed the um, the uh, what was it? Dealer's Choice announcements for Wednesday. Oh, Did okay. you see this? No, no, I didn't. So uh, Swerve and Hangman get to pick each other's pick your opponent. Poison. Um, Swerve has picked uh, to- Toa Leone. You're going to say who uh, from Gates of Agony, Mogul Embassy to face Hangman, and Hangman said. Uh, it's going to be a surprise. I don't have to tell you, but you'll have to wait the whole show. So I think it's Rob Van Dam. Okay. Because he basically, whole fucking show. Oh, okay. So I think we're getting Rob Van okay. Dam and Swerve on Wednesday. That's that's cool. That's cool. I mean, cool. you should just fucking say it so people actually show up mm. instead of announcing the fucking guy I don't even know who it is. There's your fucking problem. <laughs> Telling me that the Gates of Agony is going to be in a match, but also wait till you see who shows up. Like, yeah, just tell me that's the match so that I know to watch it. Like, yeah. it's, it's fucking rocket science. Uh, 
Andrew McDonald is saying, according to Meltzer, the match, uh, the cage match was changed to escape because House of Black didn't want to all get pinned. It's wrestling. You get pinned. Yeah. You tap, like, fuck. Like, I don't understand if that's, if there's merit to that. But yeah, wow. Malachi should be treated as a, it should be a different thing. He's got his fans, but I don't know what the deal is with him in AEW of why he, he has to be, the, you know, Pick, put in this position he's in. He could be a main event guy, I, I, I think. But yeah, uh, we'll see the what happens with AEW going forward. But it was uh, there was other wrestling. Like there's a whole fucking Jericho cruise going on right now. There's like yeah, <laughs> there's there's indie shows galore. You know, like there's so much wrestling. There was women of wrestling you could have watched. There's so much. Yeah, there's too much wrestling. We'll have Okada's final match coming up pretty soon in in New Japan. The Tanahashi match. I think it's it's same day as Super Bowl. I believe February. 11th. Okay, but probably in the morning. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I still can't get my head around yeah. times. Um, but yeah, yeah, I see Okada coming to AEW now. I, I do think that, like, it just if it, it just makes more, I guess, more sense. But I will Does say, it, 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 I, don't, it, I don't think it makes sense. But like, it seems reporting that that's yeah. I, I'm right. a little, I, I'm a little down on that just because it's like, well, we're just gonna get rematches, and like, I don't necessarily think, like, I, I'm, unless he shows up in NXT, we get that Lexus King Okada match yeah. that we've been dreaming about. But yeah, necess- don't necessarily think that's the case. So. And we didn't get Hogan in the Rumble. I, I again wonder if that's another audible. Like we haven't, we heard, we've seen the reports about Brock, but you know, Hogan still gets a lot of negative press. And bringing Hogan out the week where these allegations against Vince, I don't think it's a good look. Uh, our friends Sino and Frank, who were down in Tampa for the Rumble. Um, said there was a lot of people dressed up as Hulk Hogan. Like, really? they said in a crazy amount of people, it's the it's his area, yeah, it's Tampa for Bay, sure. Fort Lauderdale, all that. Like, down there, wait, was that the same area? Like, Clearwater, it's all, he said there, they, there were so many people dressed up and waiting for that Hogan spot, but just didn't work for him, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, anyone who made it this far, listening to us here in the YouTube chat or on the podcast. Uh, click that like, subscribe. Like I said, it goes a long way. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday night to talk about some NXT and the Go Home Edition for Vengeance Day. And then, yes, next Sunday night, we'll be going live afterwards on the post feed as well for the Vengeance Day post show. So lots of NXT talk. That's next week. Isn't it? think yeah no i'm 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 asking myself yeah. for you okay will what will happen trick versus Ilya. we got the dusty classic coming so i'm hoping that this show uh is is pretty good and the trick mellow stuff will yeah we've got to have what mellow turn heel on trick but he'll still be a baby face on smackdown i don't know <laughs> yeah we'll we'll see we'll so see. we got that going on so we won't be live during the day sunday but you want to check out some of the other podcasts that we do patreon.com slash poison rana become a friend for only five bucks a month and you get access to so many podcasts in that catalog so many retro wrestling reviews movie reviews nxt reviews we recently did our rumble 2001 review which a whole ton of fun steve blackman is in the rumble so I'll just keep watching. So it's old, a good one. Yeah, exactly. It's a good, it's cause, a good one because Steve's in it. Because he's in it. The Lethal Weapon. And the wrong Chuck's. Steve one. That one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also did a review of Howard the Duck with WH Park and John Ceno. If you want a laugh, that is the podcast for you. And then this week over on the Patreon, we are doing an Up Yours. I think our f- family member patron, Howie, 
has selected Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. So any uh, part one, part one, yes, of course. Uh, so anyone out there who's a fan of that, that is a podcast that will be dropping on the Patreon later this week, and we're cooking up a bunch of great podcast ideas for the next few months over on our Patreon. So can't wait to kind of uh, share those. Yeah. The f- you having Philly month in March? Philly month in March, which we can't tell you exactly what will be featured on that, but there's some good stuff. And then this February, in the next month, I know it's the 3rd of March when Sting retires. So in the next few weeks, we'll, we'll get the full details. But we are going to be joined by TN Nate to talk about Sting in a best match ever. He is one of the biggest Sting fans I so know. So we're going to be trying to find what? About six, seven matches in about a like thirty nine years. That'll career. be super easy to do. Okay. We'll leave that with Nate. <laughs> He's just gonna pick all Joker Sting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's gonna be a podcast coming out this month, uh, and then a few up yours picks as well. Uh, so yeah, follow the socials. We'll be posting some stuff in the near future. But appreciate all you fine people. Check us out. It's only five bucks to become a patron, and uh, you get access to all the shows in that back catalog, yeah. all the different stuff we do, and it's how we keep the lights on here. So it really is. Uh, appreciate everyone out there listening. Follow us at Poison Rana Pod, Twitter, Instagram for everything. And I myself, Brain Harrington, you can find me Twitter, Instagram at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davy Portman. That's it, that's all. Take care, goodbye, be safe, and fuck you, Vince. <laughs> Ahoy!